What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast. Tonight, we have a rad dad on. We have Alan Carter. Alan is a devoted husband, hands-on father, and author of the book, Letters from a Father. For years, Alan wrote monthly letters to his children during their teenage years. The letters cover an amazing array of life lessons and show an intimate glimpse of one family's life journey. All families have the same challenges and connections that make this book endearing and relevant to all who read it. There is a Christian faith and foundation throughout the book with stories that are brought to life through Alan's letters. Alan, welcome to the podcast. Sal, thank you so much for being with me tonight. This is great. Thank you. I'm glad we finally uh, were able to make this happen. Can you tell uh, Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess like everyone who's listening, man, I'm just an impassioned dad. I think it's the most important job that we have in this life. And anything that I can do to uh, be better at my job, that's what I'm going to go for. I will say that um, I think it's better that we act as a community. So um, the dad thing is the most important thing that I think I have. Husband is probably second. Job is a distant third to those two things. So um, that's a little bit about me, and that's what brought me here tonight. So, Alan, how many children do you have, and what are their ages? I got three, Sal, and it's hard for me to tell you that the oldest is now 27 years old. Man, it seems like she was was born yesterday. And then I've got a son who's 25. And as I mentioned to you earlier, that daughter lives in Hoboken, New Jersey, with her husband. My son got married. Very cool about six months ago and he lives with his wife in salt lake city and then our youngest congratulations thank you man um, and our youngest just went off to college she's a freshman in college and we are suddenly empty nesters so i feel like i've passed the goal line with the kid stuff and and i'm on to chapter two wow so three so you got two girls and a boy yep that's right very cool. I, I have three girls. Cur- currently 9, 10, and 11. No, 10, 11, and 12. Sorry. You're in the thick of it, aren't you, Sal? Yeah, I guess. The, the oldest is, you know, kind of like on the verge of preteen, so. Yeah, it's funny. I used to, I joked that you can actually chart the perceived intelligence of a father in the eyes of his children by their age. So, you know, up until about age 11, dads are like the smartest thing on the planet. Then just about 11, your perceived intelligence starts to roll off. And then by the time the kids are 17, they look at you like it's impossible that you could tie your shoes. But the good news is (laughs) it comes back because I'm here to tell you that the kids get to be like 22, 23. They start paying their bills, paying taxes and living on their own. And they start calling you up thinking you're the smartest thing in the world again. So it does go full cycle. So. Just be aware of that because you're entering on the front end of that curve. That is good to know that they come back full circle. Because <laughs> I hear horror stories about uh, uh, parents with teenage kids that they don't want anything to do with their parents. That's just part of life, right? Um, that's yeah. interesting you mentioned that. That's kind of what drove the this book that I wrote was uh, these are letters from a father, but it's really two teenage kids. Because that's a tough time to be a dad, isn't it? Is when the kids are teens. There's all kinds of stuff going on in their heads. And that for sure is the most challenging period, I think. And now with, uh, you know, social media and, and, you know, you get the internet right at your fingertips. It is a different world from, from when you and I grew up. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, 
it's crazy how different it is. Um, we, I don't know that I could have done it right. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. <laughs> I show these kids with COVID too. Um, as I mentioned to you, we just had uh, our youngest just went off to college, and I'll tell you, man, she did basically her entire senior year remote. And uh, that is so hard to do, man. It really, really is. So not only yeah. did they have the social media and those pressures, but they also had the whole COVID experience. And that was super hard on them. It really was. Yeah. Last year in high school, that's that's got to be tough. So what challenges have you faced raising your kids? I don't think any more than the normal dad. You know, for me, my faith is a big part of the parenting journey. So trying to, you know, impact my kids with vision and values and faith. That's a challenge for any dad. You know, we all want to impart life lessons to the kids. But, uh, man, this the level engagement that you have sometimes, especially with teenagers, is tough. So I think more than anything, as I think about those challenges for every dad, I think it's important that we as dads get an A for effort, right? We got to try because I think the kids will sure. respect our effort more than anything. So. No matter how tough it feels, we've got to keep engaging, keep trying, keep reaching out, keep trying to bridge that gap of, of a generation and keep, keep pushing. Um, you asked me specifically about a challenge. We had a, you know, like all families have minor things that happen to them. Our youngest, Emma, was in the gym doing some training and a 45-pound barbell came crashing down on her head, fractured her skull, centered her. Oh, wow. And I think no dad wants to ride in the back of an ambulance with his daughter going to the trauma center of an emergency room. So wow. uh, that was that was a challenge, as you asked about. But um, I think the most important, she's fine now, Sal. I mean, it was a recovery period for her. And she's fine now. She's doing great. But man, the fact that we could go through that together and the fact that I was just there for her think is representative of what dads need to think about and we sometimes we don't have the answers all the time but man i think kids really recognize it when we're there for them during their challenges yeah i agree 100 percent. so ever since covid um i've been working somewhat remotely for the most part yeah um, whenever i'm needed on, on a project site I, I i go to the project site and i do what i have to do but every night before we go to bed, my daughters ask me, dad, will you be home in the morning? Dad, will you be home in the morning? So they like to say, say their goodbyes before uh, they go to school. Yeah. Sometimes they get to drive them to school if I'm not, if I'm not tied into any meetings. Isn't that interesting? That's so, just, uh, yeah. just, they just want you there. They don't want you to have the answers. They just want your presence. And I think that's yeah. Which, which Yeah, it is. It's an amazing feeling. And back it's, to the strange thing, Sal, I think, that continues when they're teenagers, even though they won't admit it. So even though they, they act like they don't care that you're around or not. Oh, they're watching. They are absolutely watching and they want that engagement and they want that. They want you to be there, even if they're acting like they don't. That's great. So what have you learned from raising your kids? About everything in life, um, you know, I think each experience teaches us something. And it's just how careful we are to learn that lesson and ingest it. Um, you know, part of this book, as you saw, is just um, 
pulling from experiences that families have. And uh, I'll just give you a few examples of it to answer your question. I remember one time we were doing a family ski trip vacation and we were all together and we flew to Denver and we, you get, when you get to Denver, you get on a rental car bus and you're riding on this bus and you know, you're tired, you're carrying about 300 pounds of gear, you're spending your entire savings to do this. And uh, <laughs> we noticed, our whole family noticed this beautiful little two-year-old boy just so excited to be on the bus. I mean, it's like this kid never been on a bus before. He was staring at the windows. He was hanging from the straps. I've never seen a kid happier and more excited. And there's a lesson right there in terms of what we can learn from our kids, man. We just learned, right? why don't we all embrace the day and our situations with that kind of joy? You know, sometimes we just get so caught up in the routines of life with the pressures and responsibilities we have as families and dads and peers and, you know, all that stuff. But the reality is we're so blessed to be alive and the experiences that God gives us are immense each and every day. And so, yeah, Absolutely. learning together as a family, especially from our kids and what they're going through, man, there's so much joy and there's so much protein in that. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it is very easy to get wrapped up in, in the daily doings or the shenanigans where people, people forget to just take a step back and embrace what, what is going on right then and there and stop worrying about the next step or just just be there be present at that moment yeah no i think that's exactly right and and look i get it right the you know the pressures of the day paying the bills we got mortgages and all this stuff the kids can you know get under our skin but we just can't focus on that we've got to focus on the beauty of the moment for sure in that presence absolutely what what inspired you to write the book you know, it's interesting, man. I had no idea this was going to be a book. I really didn't. So I think in my, in my efforts with the kids, I just wanted to engage with them at a different level. You know, we all do the dinner table stuff and we all try to hang out with our kids as much as possible. And, you know, I just wanted to supplement that normal engagement as a dad. So I started writing them monthly letters when they turned, turned in their teenage years. And like I told you that story with the bus in Denver, I just pull on any experience that we shared together and then write about it, try to extract some values or thoughts from it. And I just send him a letter on a monthly basis. And that happened for years. And one day my mother and father got a hold of a couple of these letters and they like, they called me. I never forget. They said, son, you, you gotta, you gotta get these out. Man. These are, these are valuable. They might be helpful to other families and helping with their parent parenting journey. So I didn't think much of it. My dad actually went as far as getting him copyrighted and reached out to some literary wow. and, and all this kind of stuff. So the next thing I know is Covenant Books is the publisher. We curated some of these letters and it turned into this book called Letters from a Father. So I'm still a little surprised by it. It came out in May of 2021. So it's less than a year in it. And it's been fun to see the impact that it's had. It really has. It's been a delight to see it. It is, uh, it is an amazing book. Uh, some of the experiences that I, I've read in here that you've had are, are tremendous. Uh, so I, I want to touch on something you wrote in the beginning of the book. So you state in the book, uh, the best way to provide for your family is by giving them financial security. And then the next sentence is, is it so how how have you been able to balance your work 
life and parenting effectively. Yeah, I mean, I gotta tell you that. So remember, I'm sort of at the tail end of my real of my kid parenting journey. And you're right, that on my heart was that thought that I think it's an excuse, Sal. If we, because a lot of dads do this, because we have all these pressures. We say, look, the best thing I can do for my kids is just provide them with financial security. But I'm not so sure looking back, because what that does is it takes a lot of our time away from it. So I have a lot yeah. of regret, man. I have a lot of regret about the lack of time I spent with my kids with the excuse being, hey, man, I got to go to the office or I got to work to pay the bills. And so I think you're right. We have to balance the responsibilities that we have to provide for our families with the more important time that our kids need from us. I mean, those are big, right. big issues. And I will tell you just from my own journey, I regret more the time I missed versus the money I made. Because at the end of the day, as you've heard of the guy, Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's Hamburgers, my favorite yep. quote from Dave was, there's no luggage racks on a hearse. For all this stuff we think we have to like build and save for, it is so far less important than the time that we have with our kids. It really is. So I guess long answer. I agree. Man, long answer. I just think don't use as an excuse. Focus on the time with your kids. There will be more time once those kids go off and are living on their own to make up any financial shortfall. 100%. I agree. So do you have any family traditions? And if so, which which do you wish for your kids to carry on? Yeah, I think um, more than anything, just back to the faith. I think the idea of sharing that faith together is hugely important for our family. So, you know, whether it's praying together or going to church together, or those are big things for us. And I'm sort of really hope that that tradition carries on for uh, our children. I just think that's important. Travel is another big thing for us. Uh, we love to be together in strange and different places. So I really hope that <laughs> continues as well. Uh, I mentioned you are ski trips. We definitely did a lot of that. And it's probably my fault that my son is now probably skied. This is, as we're talking, this is February 7th. He's already been on the mountain 44 days this season on a snow. Wow. Yeah. So that's my fault for sure. But that long answer again <laughs> is that that traveling and faith piece is, is big for our family. And I hope both of those things continue. I really do. That's amazing. So do you guys have a, a list on all the places you want to hit as far as uh, traveling? Oh yeah, man. We, we nice. love Europe. That's a great place. We love getting warm on beaches. So uh, the Caribbean islands, um, definitely on our hit list. Never been to Hawaii. And, uh, you know, as a Chicagoan, this is the time of year you start thinking about warm beaches and sunshine because it ain't <laughs> that. So Chicago is uh, one of the places my wife wants to uh, wants to go visit. We did um, Colonial Williamsburg last year and Boston, South so, Chicago which, was, which was pretty cool. Beautiful. I mean, definitely don't come here now. I'll tell you that. But uh, in the summertime, it is absolutely beautiful. It really, really is. That's definitely on our to-do list. So here is the uh, rapid fire question round. So favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon is probably um, Calvin and Hobbes. So it's been a long time since I've been that. But man, I, I used to love that one and I still do. Far Side would probably be number two. How about favorite movie? Well, you oh, know that one already. Right. I love The Matrix. The Matrix. All three of them. That, uh, that, that is a really, really good one. 
I'll take Keanu Reeves any day too. <laughs> well, have you seen John Wick? Any of the John Wick episodes? I love that too, man. I can't help it. Oh, I mean, what yeah, dad doesn't great. like John Wick? You know what I mean? Come on. Great stuff. Great I mean, stuff. It really is. Favorite food? Favorite food. Um, I love me my Italian. So uh, any type of pasta. Uh, sign me up right there with a good red wine too. I'm, I'm I'm down for that. Favorite sport? Believe it or not, this is an odd one. You've probably not gotten this. Squash is my favorite sport. So there you Definitely go. Definitely have not gotten that. That's yeah. a new one for you guys for sure. So my yes. daughter Emma, she plays squash for the University of Pennsylvania as a freshman. So that's my fault too. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, love, Very love, cool. Love my squash. Uh, favorite sports team? This is also would be a new one. Um, I'm a Premier League soccer fan. Premier League, of course, is English football. And uh, yep. love the Southampton Saints. So there's two you've never heard before. Well, I've gotten the Premier League soccer. But not the Saints. We are soccer fans, but not the Saints, no. Correct. All right. All right, good. My family, we are a soccer family. Uh, all three of my girls play travel soccer. Nice. And I am the head coach for my youngest daughter's soccer travel soccer team. That's a big commitment. So. so that is really a big commitment. Yeah. Good for you to do that. She, that's awesome. She asked me three years ago and I, you know, I, they were looking for a coach and I, I couldn't say no. And I'm glad I, I, I stepped up to do it because I'm having a lot of fun. That's great, man. That really, really is. And you get that time with her, right? Yes. Yes. Especially that time, which is amazing. That's great. It stinks that I don't get to see my other girls play. Because our schedules don't line up, because games are Sundays. But the very few times that I do, it's 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 fun, good time. Yeah, that's really really great. Favorite dad moment? Uh, there's about seventy of them in this book. You know, I think uh, <laughs> it's it's tough to pick one. But I will say, there's a letter I wrote about just being with your kids while you make memories. I mean, sometimes it's not the it's not the experience, the specific experience. It's just that time when you're together and you look around and you savor that. That's what being a dad is all about. It's just that time when you yep. feel that joy and that engagement. That's the best part of being a dad for me. Favorite family vacation location? Man, we've had some good ones. Um, so I'm talking to you now from my house in the North Georgia mountains where it's absolutely beautiful. It's Appalachia, right? So there's hiking and there's big woods and there's mountains and there's nature. And I'd say that uh, being out in these trails and this wilderness, give me that all day and I'd be happy. That's what I'd love to get my wife to do that. Sign it, seriously, push her into it. Don't let her say no. It's amazing. Well, she, she loves the beach. So I, I love, I love the outdoors. I love being in the woods. Oh, it's she awesome. loves the beach. Get her out there. She's going winter camping uh, in two weeks with the kids. All right. There you go. So you're We're going to be, yeah. Water. I like it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here's the uh, very last rapid fire question. Best dad joke. So I, I wouldn't say it's a joke, but I do get, I follow a, a uh, channel on Instagram called the dad, which is just hilarious. And so there's an easy plug for the dad. It's uh but there was one post last week. It said, parenting is the best job in the world. The hours are terrible. The salary is zero. And by the way, I've forgotten where I was going with all this because I'm exhausted. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's kind of endless. For that stuff. Yeah. We all feel that. Yeah, all yeah. The time, especially you with those young kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can our listeners find your book? 
easiest way to do it, Sal, is, is just go to Amazon and then Google search or search on Amazon letters from a father in my name, which is Alan Carter. And uh, love that. And by the way, I should mention too that 100% of all the proceeds from this go to charity. And this year they're going to Chicago Hope Academy, which is a high school on the south side of Chicago that serves really underprivileged kids. Um, so yeah, that's um, you'd be doing some good if uh, they picked up. That's the that's the academy, that's the academy where Bob. Music counts. I don't want to. Yes, I, I didn't want to destroy his last name. Yep, Bob Music. So Bob Musicowski's from the academy. Awesome, yep, fantastic. Exactly right. So yeah, thank you for that. What words of wisdom would you impart on our fellow dads? I think I'd encourage them to start a letter writing program of their own. It's been so impactful to our family. So I'd say, you know, think about, hey, what could you do to enhance the conversations that you're already having with your kids and enhance the engagement that you're having with them already? That'd be the first thing. Second would be maybe to think outside of the box. And third would be just uh, pour that time all over them. Don't, um, you know, don't neglect that time you've got now because once they go off to college, the time you'll have with them gets really limited really quickly. In my 20s, I realized that in high school, there's that constant, you know, I don't want to say headbutting with your parents, but, you know, leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. I'm in, I'm in high school. I got my own friends. I want to be with my friends. And I realized that when I was in my 20s and it was like, wow, you know, there's that very short period of time where you get to spend the time with your family, you know, with your mom and dad. And now that I'm older and my parents are getting older, it's like, wow, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I wasted my high school years not spending time with them or my college years, but it kind of feels that way, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm reflecting on that now because uh, I lost both my parents in 2020. So, uh, yeah, that uh, was really hard. My condolences. My uh, my wife just lost her mom three months ago, so we're we're really thinking about that. And yeah, it's sobering to hear what you just said and to recognize that man, our time with our family is super limited. And you will never, you know, between the time you have now with your kids and by the time they go off to college or off to start their own life at age eighteen, man, you'll never have that much time with them again. Because then they're going to get on their own life track and they're going to get on their own life treadmills. So um, anything we can do as dads to sort of hold on to that, to embrace that, to squeeze every last drop out of that, that is time well spent. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, Alan, I thank you very much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. To all our listeners, please head over to Amazon, look up uh, Letters from a Father. It's a wonder, wonderful book. Uh, some inspiring messages in there. I love the message about ad- adversity, about all the obstacles that, that they, they got to overcome. But just amazing, amazing book. Please head on over to Amazon, look up Letters from a Father or Alan Carter. All the money that uh, is raised goes to the Hope Academy in Chicago. Yeah. But Alan, thank you very much for coming on. It was a pleasure. It was Sal, a pleasure thank meeting you. So you so much. Blessings to you guys. As you as well. Thank you very much. Stay tuned next week for another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast.